Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it! Clowney just says, I'll take care of business right here. I'll come off the ball and rock you and get it right back for our offense. 22nd and 10 for Fields. Fields to throw it. Pump fake. Sacks. Fires. Touchdown, Garrett Wilson. Now Burrow going to launch downfield for Chase. Who's got it? Touchdown, LSU! Snaps with the This is Menace to Picks. All right, welcome to the next episode of the Menace to Picks podcast. JG the Joker here today with our men's eye handicapper breaking down week 12 college football. That's week 11 NFL. Patreon.com forward slash Menace to Picks. Our subscription model service on Patreon. Absolutely going off. Unreal numbers this fall. $15 a month, Infinity Locks, $25 a month for our exclusive package, and $40 a month for all of our picks, including premium. That's premium. That's soccer, golf. We've already been hitting on multiple sports in our entire bankroll. Um, Usually is calculated through our premium package. It's always what we recommend because we're playing every sport. Obviously, this show, we focus mostly on football. Today, we're breaking down week 12 and week 11. And um, we're just thrilled to be here. We got the Menza Capper right here down the stretch. Just two weeks left until championship Saturday for the college football uh, conference championships. Menza, how are we feeling today, sir? I'm feeling good, Joker. Uh, you know, I'm super excited for this weekend. Obviously, uh, quick shout out to uh, or we'll have our Menace to Sports tailgate. Uh down in Columbus this weekend, point on lane. That's going to be lit. So I think it's college game day too, right? In Columbus this weekend for the big game. Yeah, I got to wonder. I haven't watched that show in many years. But um, <laughs> Sleek yeah, Corso is still alive. <laughs> yeah, what the turnout is going to look like for college game day. So oh, yeah. exciting in Columbus. Um, we'll start breaking down that. We'll start with that game. Um, we've led with the Buckeyes a lot this year, and we're up units on the Buckeyes. We cashed out huge with them. Two um, teasers we used, which didn't need to be teased ultimately, but um, took them with UC. We took them with Penn State. First half, first quarter, huge weekend for the Buckeyes. They open up as what doesn't surprise me as an 18- to 19-point favorite right now. I'm looking at 19-and-a-half for the Buckeyes mm-hmm. over Michigan State. Um so Menza, how are you feeling about the Buckeyes heading into this game? I do. I can tell you that Michigan State's pass defense is ranked 130th out of 130 teams in college football. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. And we've been all over that this year. I mean, we've broken that down numerous times on uh, on all these podcasts. But they cannot stop anyone through the air. Uh, you saw it last week. I know uh, we put out props for uh, little little Tua, Taulia, Tugavailoa. He hit his over passing yards and passing touchdowns. They struggled against Aiden O'Connell on that Purdue offense. Uh, they struggled. They made Cade McNamara look like the best quarterback Michigan has had in years. Um, and it's just a complete uh, 180 from where they were in 2013 with that no-fly zone and Darquez Denard and Trey Waynes in them. 
Um, I think CJ Stroud absolutely picks them apart this weekend. <laughs> there, it's you know I'm waiting for college football props. Normally don't come out uh, until a couple days before the matchup, so they're not available right now. But I'm, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Stroud's over under passing yards is like 375 because that's how bad that pass defense. It's going to be a matter of uh, how long is he going to be in the game. You're playing that prop. Yeah, um, because to me this game's getting ugly. I think it's going to be similar to the Purdue game. You see an Ohio State team that's healthy. You're looking at you're looking at their wide receivers, and everybody looks fit. You're looking at their offensive line; they're looking healthy. C.J. Stroud looks great. Almost doesn't matter what they do on defense because when they score a touchdown every possession, um, they're going to cover again. I mean, if they want to, that's the question. Michigan's exactly. going to be the, Michigan's, Michigan will be their toughest game of the year. I've thought that all along. I thought I've thought Michigan's the best team that they're going to play. Michigan State's got something coming to them if they think they're about to walk into Columbus and uh, make any noise this weekend. There's just no chance unless, I don't know, I I can't picture how Ohio State wouldn't score 50 points again knowing how bad Michigan State's looked on defense. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like even if you are Michigan State, and this year I'll tell you what, I've been pleasantly surprised, obviously, Kenneth Walker is looking like a Heisman uh, Heisman favorite, uh, although I think Stroud is the betting favorite right now. But Kenneth Walker's right there, um, and Peyton Thorns look decent. But at the end of the day, they're going to have to score at least 40, 45 points to even have a shot at coming out with an upset. And I just don't think uh, I don't think that's happening. No. So and they and then again they're going to need thirty uh, at least to cover. Um, yeah, exactly. You know so. Yeah, interesting to see here. You know, the Buckeyes are going to put 50 up and move on to the the big game against Ann Arbor that's going to decide the Big Ten East, uh, which will be very exciting. So I think we're both on the Buckeyes here again. 100%. Um, Yeah, I think they cover, and I think Vegas is making that pretty obvious, ranking the the number six or seven team in the nation as a 20-point underdog. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're telling you right there. I mean, Nebraska. Nebraska wasn't even getting that many points. <laughs> Great that right. it was at Nebraska, but still, they're they're telling you right there. Right. Um, a couple of these other games. Uh, the college football slate is is interesting, but um, you know, the, some of the big games we'll we'll get to as as we pro- as we progress through the show. But we'll talk quickly today. The episode's not going to be that long. Probably be here uh, only about fifteen more minutes to to break down the games, both college and, and NFL, and then. Big podcast next week to break down the Ohio State-Michigan game. So look oh, forward to that. Um, Iowa State goes on the road. Oklahoma's a four-point favorite, five-point favorite, uh, depending on where, where you look. Oklahoma looking for a bounce back. But Iowa State is not bad, although they've been knocked off a few times recently. Vegas think this is going to be a close game. What do you think? I love Iowa State in this matchup. I think Oklahoma is down bad after this past week. You know, th- that was their opportunity and I know I came on the podcast last week and said it. They needed style points. They needed that marquee win, and they they completely fell apart. Caleb Williams gets benched uh, in the middle of the game for Spencer Rattler. The preseason Heisman favorite comes back in, and I just think I think Oklahoma was finally exposed for good. And I think Iowa State is going to have. Uh, I, I I think they have a good game this weekend. They really need to run the ball. I mean, that's what Baylor had success with success with uh, this past weekend. Um, they ran for over, I think, 250 yards on that Oklahoma defense. And Brees Hall, I mean, he should have a day. Uh, I can see Brock Purdy having a good day as well. Um, again, that's another. Those are two players that I'm already keying in on. Once those prop numbers come out, I think both of those guys could have a big day against uh, that Oklahoma defense, which has been suspect this year all along. And 
you know, I don't know. I, th- I think they're going to be. I think they're uh, they're on upset alert this week. Oklahoma stayed in the game early against Baylor. You know, Baylor decided to go for it on fourth down. Um, then Baylor missed a field goal. Baylor turned the ball over with a, um, a interception on first down. After that, Baylor dominated the game. We had Baylor plus 170 on the money line to win the game. Wasn't a surprising result at all. They oh. won by two scores. Uh, they were up three scores. I, I look for, for a very similar um, you know, setup here. That I think Iowa State might be better than Oklahoma. And that sounds weird because Iowa State's dropped a couple games. But, yeah, I'm definitely taking the points here with, with Iowa State. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in teasing or anything, uh, but I, I think I'll, I'll take the four or five points. Yeah, um, I love you that. Know, so uh, I'm, I'm in agreement. Wake Forest on the road, and they are a dog at Clemson, minus three and a half. Yeah, fishy um, Clemson, spread right there. <laughs> Clemson, yeah, Clemson's season is basically over from from the standpoint of making it to the ACC championship game. Um if I'm looking at it correctly. But here they are as a favorite against Wake Forest. Wake Forest gives up 50 points to almost anybody they play. They gave up 50 points to Army. They gave up 50 points to North Carolina. Um, They gave up 42, I think, last week to NC State. Clemson's Mm -hmm. offense is terrible. But, um, you know, (laughs) this is kind of an interesting matchup here. Well, it's funny, like you just said, it's it's almost it's a it's it's going to be which which side of the ball is going to give because you've got Clemson's defense, which you know despite their poor showing this year, the the defense has actually been solid. They allow the fewest yards per game in the ACC, um, and then you take the Wake Wake Forest offense, which has the most points scored in the ACC this year and the third most yards. So, what's going to give on that side of the ball? And then the other side of the ball, it's the complete opposite. You have the Clemson offense, which is abysmal. They had the fewest yards per game and the third fewest points scored. And he, and then the Wake Forest defense, like you said, they allow 50-something points a game, uh, especially over their last uh, three, four weeks. They've just been getting scored on at will. So one of, one of those things has to give. I think Vegas is betting people to take Wake Forest here because they're ranked and they have the one loss and, you know, Clemson not being ranked, but again, I just don't know. I, this is a no, I, you know, I don't feel strongly either way about this. This is a no pick game for me personally. I don't know about how you feel. Clemson. And I, I'm looking at the standings now that I made that comment. I don't really know how their standings work, but if Clemson wins, then Clemson follows up the game. Um, I have to look to see. I want to well, see their schedule real quick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they're five and two right now in the conference. Yeah, and, and there's the two divisions. So they're in the same division as Wake Forest. This is Clemson's but, last conference game. So yeah, they're out. so they're they yeah. There's no catch. shot. Mm-hmm. Um. Now there is there is a shot. I don't know what the tiebreaker would look like because if Clemson wins, they would be six and two. Wake Forest would be six and one. Oh, then, so Wake, Wake then Wake loses. Forest could play next week up at Boston College. Okay, um, it's not a cakewalk, although they no. Have... So you know, I, I and I'm not sure what that would mean, or if NC State could get back in the mix. Yeah, that's true I, too. I, I think Clemson's going to win, but um, not willing to bet. So this is my pass game of of the five college football we'll hit on. I'm I'm going to pass. Yeah, same Arkansas, here. Arkansas's a 21 point dog, 21 and a half point dog at Bama. Um, any thoughts on this game? Arkansas has been an up and down team. Same with Bama for the most part, but um, it's not surprising to see them as a three touchdown favorite. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. And you know, I hate the way that Alabama, <laughs> the way their schedule works. I mean, they have a 
cakewalk game against New Mexico State last week. But you wonder, maybe that's the kind of game that is going to get them back on track as they had struggled in the weeks prior. Obviously, LSU was a close game. Um, I think they roll over Arkansas. I think, uh, you know, Arkansas, they're a very run-heavy team. They think they rush it at the seventh-highest rate in the nation. Um, and I think Alabama is going to have a game plan to really shut them down uh, in the run game. And uh, and then Arkansas has to rely on K.J. Jefferson to, to you know, perform uh, at a level where he hasn't had success all year. I think he's averaging less than 200 passing yards per game. Um, I think Alabama rolls here. Arkansas. Arkansas is coming in the winning three games in a row. They beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. They beat Mississippi State by three points, and they beat LSU by three points in overtime. They're having a hard time scoring right now. Um, you know, they scored uh, 31, I guess, but then 16 in overtime against an LSU defense that's been suspect. Um, I don't feel strongly about the game. I wouldn't be shocked if Arkansas covered, um, but I don't think they're going to win. I don't think the game's going to be overly competitive. Um this, this game's a no bet for me as well. The last mm-hmm. game we'll talk about for college football is the Oregon Ducks as a three and a half point or three point favorite or underdog at Utah. Uh, this line was an eye opener for me. Yep. It definitely made me think that that Oregon is a fade. That this they're in a tough game here against the Utes. I'm I'm super excited for this game. I, it's honestly outside of the Ohio State Michigan State game. This is the game I'm most excited for uh, this weekend. I think. I think Oregon has a great shot to really prove people wrong with this game. Um, their offense is legit. It's just going to come down to can they stop uh, Can they stop Utah. I think it'll be a high-scoring game for sure. I think, honestly, Travis Dye will have a big game for Oregon because Utah has struggled um, with opposing running backs this year. They're 86th in the country um, in – uh, rushing yards allowed, and uh, and 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 in terms of opposing uh, rushing success, uh, they're the 64th best team in the country. So I think this has uh, the makings for a Travis Dye uh, explosion. But the thing is, Oregon's Oregon's defense isn't uh, hasn't been great, as we know all year. So this is going to be a high scoring game. When it comes to the spread, this, this game is going to mean more to Oregon than it does to Utah. Uh, but I think I think the Ducks come away with a win here. I th- I, th- I think they uh, they know what's at stake. They know what they have to do to control their own destiny. The Ducks are a veteran team. Um, they like you said, they know how to play. They know how to win. Have a hard time playing against them. They've been um, pick them in a pick them spot before. They haven't been dogs. Interesting that Vegas made them a dog. I'm going to take Utah to win the game. Only a small play, not an infinity lock. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the money line. It'll probably be minus 140 or so, and I'll take Utah, minus 140 to beat Oregon um, with you know, a, a rowdy crowd and, you know, one of these big – we've seen these big Utah uh, late games. So oh, I'm yeah. going to take Utah to win the game against the Ducks. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's I, I really see this game going either way. I think it'll, I think it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. Right. Um, not an infinity lock for me. I have an infinity lock on the Buckeyes. Um the Iowa State play is a is a ten unit play, pass Clemson, pass Alabama, and ten unit play on Utah. So talking about the NFL here, men's a capper, the Ravens uh, back on the road. We we like to focus on the AFC North when we can. Uh, six point favorite at the Chicago Bears. This line I thought was fishy. I, I didn't think this. I didn't think they would be favored by that much. Uh, they yeah. haven't looked. They haven't looked great, and here they are coming off the embarrassing loss. 
and now they're going up to Chicago, who's not bad. You know, they almost beat Pittsburgh, and uh, they beat the Bengals early on, and they're a six-point favorite. Yeah, this is an interesting game. I, I agree. It's a weird, uh, weird spread. I think the Ravens find themselves in an interesting position here um, with the AFC North just, you know, b- before the season, it, w- it, it could have been, you know, anyone's uh, anyone's division to lose at this point. And now it seems like a lot of teams have struggled in recent weeks. The Browns, Bengals, uh, you know, the, the Steelers tied the Lions uh, this past week. I think the Ravens look like the best team so far in the division. And I think this is a game they should win. Um the spread being six and a half is a little concerning. I think it could be a closer than people expected. I think Justin Field, you know, uh, played with some confidence uh, last Monday night against Pittsburgh. And if he can continue that play, I think this game could be closer than expected. I think Lamar Jackson has a good game on the ground. Chicago has struggled against the run this year. Game against Miami, which for, for whatever reason, uh, the Baltimore offense just couldn't get going. Um, I think Lamar has a bounce back week, especially on the ground. Um, and I think the Ravens win. I don't know if they cover. Agree. Um, weird spread for me. The Bears, uh, they can't score. That's, that's the Bears' problem. They've scored, I want to say, possibly the fewest points in their, conf- or in their conference. Um, they've yeah. scored 150 total points. That's third l- fewest in the entire NFL. The, <laughs> the fewest in the NFC. Jaguars, 149, and the Texans have scored the fewest, 128. Um, so that's concerning to me. And the fact that they can't score um, when you're playing against Baltimore that can score, you would think, unless they're playing the Miami Dolphins, who aren't even good on defense. NFL exactly. doesn't make sense from time to time. But that would, that, I think that explains the spread a little bit for the fact that the, the Bears struggle to score at times. And I think Lamar Jackson can get them at least 24 points. And it'll be a question is, can this Baltimore defense play a little bit better and win the game 24 to 17? I'll take the Ravens to cover, not with a lot of uh, excitement, however. Um, the Packers, this is a strange game. At Vikings, the Packers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The Packers have beaten everybody this season. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this is a weird game as well. I think Vikings are a strange team. I mean, I, I I said last week on the show that I thought the Chargers were in a good spot to beat them and take control of the division, and then they came out, and they looked flat on Sunday. Herbert did not have a good game. And honestly, the Vikings have had a little bit of success against opposing quarterbacks this year. You know, I went back and looked at it. Herbert. He was held to under 200 yards, which for him is 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 crazy. The Ravens, I mean, they were winning against the Ravens late uh, two weekends ago before uh, Lamar uh, brought Baltimore back, and they won in overtime. And they had the you know Cooper Rush threw for 325 yards against them on on Sunday Night Football, but then they held Sam Darnold to under you know. He threw for 207 yards, which again, Sam Darnold, it's not much, but they've held low, you know, these other opponents, the Browns to only 14 points, the Seahawks to 17, who they've been kind of exposed this year. Uh, they were close with Arizona. I, this Vikings team is, is, is very, uh, I don't know. They're, they're hard to read this year. I think I'm going to go with the Packers just because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is that much of a difference maker. Um, I, I, th- I think in a division game like this, uh, he'll get it done. Not, not very confident just because Minnesota has been a, a scrappy team, but I think, uh, I think Green Bay comes away with a victory. 
big pass here for me uh, all, all through in this game. I thought the line was weird. I think everything about the game's weird. As you mentioned, the Vikings are really finicky. NFL's weird. Um, you know, if I see games I like in the NFL, I'm firing them. If I see games that I'm not sure, I'm staying away. We've always loved the money line parlay, and it hasn't worked for us in the NFL because there's been so much random crap going on. These upsets that are completely mm-hmm. unpredictable. Teams that have had no form have beaten teams that have looked dominant. Um, you know, last night, for example, the Rams. It's a complete no show. They get dominated by a team that looks that's looked horrible this season. The 49ers, yeah. a team that people thought were going to be very good. They've played terrible. And then last night, they absolutely blow out a, a divisional rival and yeah. embarrass them. The, the Rams couldn't do anything. I, my, my point on that game was if you were an alien uh, from outer space, you get dropped on planet Earth and you watch that football game and you say, which one of these teams is the better team? You'd be like, that, that's not a, a question whatsoever. The team in red was vastly superior. Oh man, and it just the, the Rams were flat, you know, on on defense from the beginning. I mean, San Francisco had total control of the line of scrimmage. They had what a ten minute uh, drive in that first quarter to 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 kind of set the tone for the rest of the game, um, and they they just didn't have any sort of answer for Garoppolo on those short yardage uh, situations. They couldn't stop uh, once Eli Mitchell got going. They couldn't stop him, and and Matt Stafford just looked terrible. Um, OBJ's dad will have a video of that posted, I'm sure. Too, but... <laughs> um, the next game is my lock of the year. Lock All right, let's year. hear it. Let's hear 50 it. 50 unit play. Okay. Bengals straight up to win. The Raiders are going downhill. The Raiders got beat by two touchdowns to Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. Then they come back and make the the Kansas City Chiefs look like the Kansas City Chiefs again. Maybe they are the Kansas City Chiefs again. Travis Kelsey was a little bit too wide open. I mean, yeah. that's Travis Kelsey. You're going to want to guard him. I know that he's good, but he mm-hmm. was a little bit too wide open. Tyree Kill, he was a little bit too wide open. I'm seeing a Raiders team that our West Coast capper has talked about every year with these guys. He's on the West Coast. He says they start strong and they fade. Every year, he's like, I don't know whether it's a Derek Carr thing or, or what it is. The Bengals, well, Bengals are need beat, this game, too. They are going to beat the Raiders. This is a game that the Bengals are going to be healthy. They're going to have a great game plan. Their culture right now is better. They have a great culture this season. The Raiders' culture is, I mean, who knows what. Uh, they actually really are missing Henry Ruggs on offense. Um and their defense, as long as you can block their defensive end, Big Max, double X, um, if you can block him, which will be a question for the Bengals, then you'll beat them right now. I, I think they're bad right now. And um, the, Bengals, the Bengals beat them. This is a lock of the year for me. Granted, my lock of the year's all time are about 66 67%. So a little bit <clears throat> kind of on point with our infinity locks. They're just a bigger play. Uh, I think as I go on, because I don't give that many of them, as you've seen, there's I've given less than 20 and over in basically a year. Call it a lock of the year. Call it a 50-unit play, whatever you want to call it. People get the, the word lock confused. Um, it, 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 it's synonymous with play or pick. 50-unit um, pick, Cincinnati Bengals to win on the road at the Raiders. I love that play. Um, I think, like you said, the Raiders find themselves in a tough position dropping those last two games. And 
you know, it's 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 tough when that stuff goes on with Henry Ruggs, and now your 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 ex coach is filing lawsuits. It's tough not to get caught up in that. I think for some of the players and the coaching and the coaching staff, and I think the Bengals coming off a much needed bye week, you know, after that game against the Browns, I think that was a good uh, the perfect time to hit the reset button. They're right in the division along with every other team in the AFC North, um, and this is a game that. They, they definitely have an advantage, uh, at least uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I think Joe Burrow has a great game this weekend. I like his, again, one of those where I can't wait to see what the prop numbers are, but I love Joe Burrow to have a great game, especially after watching Patrick Mahomes and that offense shred, uh, shred through Vegas on, sun, on Sunday night. Um, I think that if, if, if they were leaving guys like Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey open, I think Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and company can have big games as well. Um, love the lock of the year play on that. Cowboys at Chiefs, Chiefs minus two and a half. Are the Chiefs back? Cowboys are great. Chiefs are favored because Vegas always, always, um, you know, favors the Chiefs. But the Cowboys are pretty good too. They crushed Atlanta. Great game. For me, I'll go first. I haven't looked at this game yet. I'm going to be quite honest. It's early in the week, and this is a game that I want to look at throughout the week. That's where I'm at with Cowboys and Chiefs. Obviously, this is the most watchable game. This is an aesthetically pleasing contest right here. I mean, this um, – I think – is this Sunday night football or, or <clears throat> 425? Uh, I think it's Sunday night football. Let me check. I think I think it's Sunday night football as well, but if um, it's so the Fox as, game of the week, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, it is the Fox game of the week. It's 425. So 425. So you got the Bengals and the Raiders playing uh, 425. You got the Cowboys and the Chiefs. These – I mean – this NFL Sunday is going to be electric. I need to look at the game. Can't wait to watch it. Be flipping back and forth. This is one of those that you got to be. You got. You need two TVs. Um, obviously, leaning on the over. Kansas City. Their defense is coming around a little bit. Um, they, you know, they've held teams in the teens the last three games. Their, their winning streak. That's been the key. They haven't got. They haven't played the Dallas Cowboys though. <laughs> so, yeah, and their um, the Cowboys offense has been. And another one that I can't wait to see what the prop bets are because I think Dak Prescott has a monster game. So I, um, I haven't looked at the sides. I'm on the over in the game. Um, sure. I, I think the Chiefs found some things out about themselves offensively. Chiefs for them, it's all about holding on to the football when they have it. Um, That's the thing. Know, it's as Mahomes. Mahomes had eight straight games with an interception. You're like, come on, this is this is this is the MVP we're talking about. He hadn't thrown. Uh, an interception in that many games in his whole career consecutively. And so once, once he figured out that, all right, stop throwing when you're getting the, you know, learn to throw the ball out of bounds, you know, come back to yourself, stop trying to make all these miracle plays. I think that's when the chiefs find their, you know, have, have, that's how they found their success in the past couple of weeks is just getting back to being who they are. Final right. game Steelers at chargers half point favorite. We know about Tomlin, the underdog spot. Best underdog coach maybe of all time. 66% coverage. Unreal. By the way, I wanted to point out, and I mentioned this, alluded to this, um, we, we found out over the course of the last two seasons, home field doesn't mean anything. Um, the, no. the road teams in the last two seasons have won more games than the home teams. So and- when you, so when you look at the Steelers going across the country or the Bengals going across the country, that doesn't mean shit anymore. The fact that the Chiefs are at home, it doesn't mean that much. If this game was at Dallas, the spread would maybe be a couple points. According to Vegas, it means three points. But from what we're seeing, it doesn't matter on the money line. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, last year you could point to the fact that only a handful of teams had fans in the stands. And how much does that 
you know, impact the game. I think it does a little bit, but at the same time, at the end of the day, really the biggest, in terms of, if you're going to look at home field advantage, I think the only reason to look at it, you know, per se, is when you're going cross country, those East coast to West coast matchups are the only ones um, uh, where I can, uh, you know, kind of taking that into account. But other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's really just been, it's, it's been a pick them so far. Like you said, the past two years, road teams actually winning more, um, for this Chargers Steelers game, I'm going to go back on what I said last week, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I think the Steelers are not very good. Um, they've gotten lucky in a couple games. Honestly, they should have lost to Detroit last week. Or, yeah, and Detroit played horrible. Um, yeah, they both. Oh my God, I think Jared Goff had 112 passing I mean, yards. Detroit on, was terrible, and they almost won at Pitt. Yeah, I think I think the Chargers are, are, are have the have the opportunity. To dismantle Pittsburgh this weekend again, Mike Tomlin, like you said, great, great underdog coach. Um, what's the spread in that one? Uh, four points, four to five yeah. points. I, I got the Chargers. I got them as well. I think they're due for a bounce back. Herbert should should have his day. You know, Pittsburgh, their their secondary is okay, but I think uh, it's it's overshadowed by the fact that they haven't played very elite quarterback play this year. Um, you know, Jared Goff struggled against them. Baker struggled, but we all know that Baker, that's, that's been the un- unfortunate uh, realization for Browns fans is that he's, he's, he's been struggling all year, it seems. So, except Steelers, against the Bengals. Steelers stay in the game with their, their defense, um, but they're not a very good football team. They're a fraudulent five. Chargers are going to beat them. I wanted to say the reason why I think that more teams um, have an easier time traveling it's just the social media, social media era, iPhone era, FaceTime. Every it's to me, it's easier psychologically, and this could be a complete hot take. Psychologically, for anybody, not just an athlete, for anybody to travel, I think it's more comfortable. Um, it's normal. You can do the same things you would do at home, as far as like, you know, lay in the hotel room, get on Twitter, and and feel completely the same. So that'll be yeah. it. Minutes two picks. Um. We're out. Cash it out. We'll see you at the windows. Hell yeah. See you, Joker. Have a good one. Yes, sir. And here we go. Michigan at the 41. What a hit. Ball's free. On the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it. Cloudy just says, I'll take care of business right here. I'll come off the ball and rock you and get it right back for our offense. Second and 10. For Fields, Fields to throw it, pump fake, sacks, fires, touchdown, Garrett Wilson. Now Burrow going to launch downfield for Chase, who's got it, touchdown LSU. This is Menace to Picks.